0: I'm your host, Alex, and let's change the way we talk about money. Happy Tuesday, and for those of you wondering, yes, I'm actually recording this intro on a Tuesday, literally minutes before the episode goes out because I was too tired to record it. So it's literally the morning right now, but I'm hoping today is a good day. Actually, no, it will be a good day, and I hope by the time that you're hearing this, you're having like the best day, the best day for a Tuesday, you know? So on today's episode, I'm really excited for our guest today. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to do a life update. Hmm. I guess I'll do a really quick one. I opened up a brokerage account. And for those of you that don't know, it's basically um, a retirement account. I opened up a Roth IRA, have not put money into it yet. Um, Waiting to get paid because your girl is pinching pennies until my next paycheck because I just I dumped my last paycheck to pay off my loan. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that oh my goodness, logging on to the platform, I chose Fidelity really just because my father-in-law was like, they're really good and I've heard good things about them. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to like waste time. Like it's free to open the account, but like going onto the platform and like figuring out like how to select like mutual funds and stocks and all those things, it was like a a different world. Um, I follow a bunch of like investor type people on like my financial flex page and no one mentioned that it would be like this. So I'll definitely be uh, taking you guys along my journey on like me buying my first mutual fund or me, you know, buying stock or like whatever, because now, like I've said before, it's time to make our money work for us, you know, um, not much movement on the home front, like buying a condo. I think we're going to um, get pre-qualified because I didn't know that prior to getting a pre-approval, you can get pre-qualified because when you get pre-approved, you have like a certain time span to actually use a loan. And since we're not quite ready to buy yet, um, it doesn't really make sense to do that. But if we get pre-qualified, we have like a better idea of where, of what exactly we'd be approved for, which would, which will help us in the planning process. So that's where we're, that's what stage we're in. Like we're like we're like in the pre, pre-planning stage. Um. So yeah, there's just like a bunch of little things that I've been learning. Um, it's great. I'm excited. I think it'll hit me that I've paid off my loans once I'm in a couple paychecks, in, um because I'll start to see my savings grow and things like that, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm planning for my birthday, so trying to put money aside for that to do something fun. And yeah, that's really all. Okay, guys, so that's all for my life update. Let's get into today's episode. So I've been following Renny, aka Rennie the resource, only for a couple of months on Instagram. And the post that really... I guess kind of like opened my eyes was the one where she made about quitting her full-time job to pursue being a content creator full-time and I was like oh my goodness like I I don't know why I just like love hearing stories like these and so I I went to her YouTube channel and watched the full video and then from there you know was just like doing a deep dive on her Instagram and things like that okay Rennie is only I think 25 I believe maybe even younger but like she's making moves that like 35 year olds would make and I'm just so blown away during our conversation I was so blown away by her um and I think like her success could also be attributed to like her family because you know they spoke about personal finance they spoke about investing and like they got her and her sister like into the game early when it comes to investing and things like that and so now she's just like in such a good position and I love it even more so Rennie aka Renny the resource is a content creator personal finance enthusiast avid traveler she does all the things and the fact that she's literally only like 25 blows my mind I feel like she's doing things that like 35 year olds are doing but I've been following Rennie only for a couple of months on Instagram and the post that initially caught my attention was the one of her announcing her departure from her full-time job to pursue content creation full-time and from there I was like hooked um, on today's episode we discuss you know her upbringing around personal finance um, as you'll hear in the episode her dad and like her mom really set her up for financial success um and I think that just goes to show the importance of being financially literate as an adult as a young person because if and when you do have children you're able to set them up for success and kind of like break general generational curses and have them be in a better spot than like you were or your parents were grandparents were things like that um She's also like, I don't want to give her the title of like a career coach because I don't know if that's what she considers herself to be, but she's definitely a resource for when it comes to like career advice. Um, She dropped some really good career advice for people who are looking to earn higher paying jobs. Um, It's tactics that she's used and, that, and that's helped her land, you know, six figure salaries. And she's literally only 25. Not saying that you can't make six figure salaries like when you're 25. But I mean, it's like, I would like to figure out how to make a six-figure salary you know by the time I'm like 35 who knows I don't know but um yeah I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope that you guys gain something as always and be sure to follow Rennie on Instagram and YouTube and just follow along her journey of just like career personal finance and lifestyle and like like I said all the things all right guys let's get
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Rennie. People call me Rennie the resource often. And I am a content creator based out of Toronto, Canada. I am a content creator who creates content around finance, career and lifestyle. And I've been doing it for about a year and a half. And it's something that I really do enjoy. And just on a personal note, I am someone who loves to travel. So I've been, I've been to over 30 countries. And yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Love it. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today. Um, but before we like dive into today's conversation, I do just have an icebreaker question for you. Um, so what song is currently on repeat for you?
1: So when you sent me this question, I was like, ooh, this is good because... I don't actually listen. I I used to listen to a lot of music, but I actually don't listen to a lot of music anymore. I listen to podcasts and I like binge listen to podcasts. So the podcast that's on repeat for me right now is a podcast called How I Built This. So that would be, do you watch it or listen to it?
0: Stop. I'm about to just, you've become my favorite person on planet earth. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that podcast. I've been listening to it for like two or three years now. And I feel like no one ever knows about it, but I'm obsessed.
1: I I tell everyone and they're like, uh, okay, but then I put so many people onto it. It's such, it's like an amazing podcast. I've listened to every single episode. How about you?
0: No, for sure. I, I feel like I've, I've honestly probably listened to every single episode. I feel like Guy Raz just does such a good job of asking questions and really telling the story. It's such a good podcast.
1: He's a great storyteller and like great interviewer. I, I, I'm like, this is who I want to be when I interview people. Like he is amazing, but I know he has a whole team behind him, of course, to help Mm -hmm. him with that as well. But yeah, um, best podcast, 10 out of 10, like love it.
0: (laughs) I absolutely love that answer. Okay. So we're going to take it back to like your childhood days. So as a kid, like what was your relationship like with money and how has that impacted or influenced the way you think about it and manage it today?
1: So, when I was a kid, I moved to Canada when I was four years old. And from the, I remember moving to Canada at four years old and my parents actually starting, uh, oh, or opening a bank account for me. So since four years old, I've had a bank account. And then anytime someone would come over, like say an auntie or an uncle, and they would like gift me money, I would have to put 50% of that money into uh, my bank account. So what, I'm just saying this to say that I've had a good relationship or known about money since <laughs> I was a kid. Um, my parents have, are very financially literate, thankfully. So I have known how to work with money since I was very young. And when I turned 18, actually, they taught me how to invest. And I've been investing ever since I was 18 years old. So I think probably on my 18th birthday, I like bought my first stock or something. And yeah, I've been investing ever since I'm 25 now. So it's been seven years in the market. And obviously, we know that time in the market is better than trying to time the market. So I was able to purchase my first house because of like starting to invest when I was 18 years old.
0: Wow, you have literally become, like, my favorite person and my hero. Um, My parents need to be your parents because when I was a kid, like, I remember, like, when relatives would give – me money for like my birthday and stuff. My mom would hold it, yeah, and then I would be like, "Oh, so where's that twenty bucks? So and so gave me," and then she'd be like, "I used it to buy you socks." Yes, so like, like, oh, okay. you
1: live you live in my house for free. Like, why do I need? <laughs> to do? Yeah, I know. Thankfully, I'm sure my mom would have done that to be honest, but my dad is like, "Nope, we're teaching <laughs> all about money from the time they're born." So yeah, I'm very grateful that they taught me that. And another thing they taught me about was credit as well, like long before I had a credit card, they taught me about credit so that when I went to university and I was living by myself and, you know, all the banks were like, here's a credit card, here's a credit card, here's a credit card. I could just be like, okay, I can take a credit card, but then I know how to use it properly as well. So very grateful that they, they were teaching me that from a very young age.
0: No, that is awesome. So. I recently watched your, um, a pretty recent video that you made about you quitting your nine to five and pursuing content creation full time. So, can you kind of talk about like the steps that led to that decision? And do you think you'll ever return back to like nine to five life or do you just like entrepreneurship is for you forever?
1: Good question. I feel like I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, like, even when I was in high, in elementary school I actually got in trouble because I was selling stuff on the playground <laughs> so like my mom would go to Costco and like buy like sour keys and then I would like resell them at school like hey who wants a sour key or there was this thing called gimp I'm not sure if people remember but it was like you basically made bracelets and then I would make them and then I would sell them to people on the playground like and then my teach uh, some teacher caught us and like like I was I got in trouble and my dad was like they should not be like penalizing you for this. This is an amazing thing that you're doing. <laughs> so I feel like I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And then, um, what was I going to say? And then I always wanted to start a YouTube channel as well. Like it was just something that I enjoyed, but I always, I didn't know what value I was really adding to the, the YouTube space. I wanted to do something around fashion, but then I was like, mm, like, I feel like every like there's so many fashion creators. What what? Why do we need another one? And then I wanted to do something about skincare. But then I was like, again, there's so many people in that space. So what value am I adding? And then when I bought my house last year, everyone was like, oh, we need to learn about this. Like, tell us, tell us what investing. How did you do it? So then I was like, yes, this is how I can start my YouTube channel. And I started it last year in May, 2020. Um, and I, I was working a full-time job in wealth management as a um, it was in marketing with unwealth management. So it was good but it was just becoming very overwhelming because I was doing like the role of two people basically so it was just becoming a lot to balance and because I was making a good amount of income on YouTube I was like yes let me take the plunge and like bet on myself basically and and try this out but I did not just I feel like people think I just quit like you know with no plan or anything I'm at a very I don't like to take huge risks I'm not the type of person even with my investments I'm like nah I'm not taking huge risk I, I like a bit of safety so I decided to um save, not save, like invest 30,000. Uh, I had $30,000 saved up in both investments and in uh in cash. And then I also maxed out all my benefits so that I could be able to use them. Uh, Or so I wouldn't care. Okay, I also maxed out all my benefits so that when I had no benefits anymore from work, I would still be like I had Clean or done my teeth cleaning. I had uh, gone to the optometrist and things like that. And then yeah, I just I just prepared very well for my quitting. And I don't know if I will ever like I would never say never about returning to the nine to five life. But you know I'm really enjoying this entrepreneur life. So for now I'm not going back. But honestly, if an amazing opportunity came and it was also allowed me to be entrepreneurial in that opportunity, you know I'm not going to say no to that.
0: I think that it's like like such a an important thing to highlight the fact that you said that you planned like you had like an exit strategy prior to quitting your job um i think like right now i'm sure you've seen it like all this talk about the great resignation and people just quitting their jobs and people online encouraging other people to just like just quit But it's like, yeah, quitting is like great, but you also kind of need like a backup plan or an exit strategy. Like you don't want to just quit and have like absolutely no income. You know, you want to make sure that you're able to kind of like sustain yourself until either your business takes off or even if you just don't plan on becoming an entrepreneur, but you just want to have like another role lined up before you just kind of like take the leap and just quit.
1: Yeah, I see a lot of people quitting with no plan. And I'm like... Okay, like uh, <laughs> uh, that's not me, but all power to my guests. But I if anyone yeah. is thinking of quitting, that's listening, I do suggest you know uh, planning before you you do that because it's always a safer thing to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Not saying that people can't like make it; yeah. if they just quit with no plan. Like there are tons of people who just quit and like end up making it. But I mean, hey, it's all about like your risk tolerance, I guess. Yeah,
1: exactly. Just <laughs> like investing. Yeah,
0: right. So. Um, in that same video, you la- you actually mentioned that, you know, you, before you like took like the full plunge into uh, content creation, you were still taking job interviews and that like you actually were able to land like a six-figure offer from a company. And being that like marketing is considered like a creative field, it's not like, a doctor, a lawyer where you're guaranteed to like, you know, make six figures or what have you. um, Do you think that it's possible for people, you know, within marketing to, you know, not just make the average like 50 to 60 or 70 K, but to like, you know, hit that hunt, that six figure mark and beyond.
1: Yes, I think it definitely is. And there's this misconception that like marketers don't get paid well Um, I think in a lot of companies they do not like for sure but there's there are a lot of opportunities especially if you're looking into the tech space so the job opportunities that I had were all in the tech field and they're offering so much more than you can get at working at an agency or just working at like another uh, in another industry I was working in financial services so I was not making six figures but um, these tech companies were offering me six figures and I was like, okay, like I, it's literally the exact same role, but um just working in tech. So I would say yes, you can. I also have a business background, so maybe that helps me like look for these different opportunities. But yeah, if you are a creative and you're listening, there are there's money to be made, but you just have to look for it and maybe look into tech because I, I'm sure if you have Twitter or even Instagram, you see that a lot of people are getting like not in marketing, but like in other roles, they're getting $200,000 as a software developer or things like that. So people like whatever product that software developer is working on, they need someone to market that product. Right. So there will always be a role for you that's available in tech. You just have to maybe look for it and go out of maybe your comfort zone.
0: I love that. So what's like one tip that you have for like a marketer who's looking to maybe get out of their agency and, you know, make that switch into tech?
1: Hmm. I guess my one tip would just be to start networking with people who are in the agent or in the department or the industry that you want to get into. So there's so many facets of tech as well. Like there's education tech, there's fintech, there's I don't know. There's so many different uh, forms of tech. So whatever industry you're really into, start networking with people in that industry. And networking is how I have had all of my jobs since 2016. I have actually never applied for a job, and or I've never gotten a job from an interview uh, from an application because I've just had people recommend me for position to position to position to position and it's all through networking like set up coffee chats with people in the industries that you're interested in and they will refer you to someone who will refer you to someone and then when a job opportunity comes they may think of you and they're like oh Rennie told me three months ago that she's interested in getting into fintech let me refer her for this job opportunity and then you're in, um, and honestly, it allows you to pass a lot of the like bureaucracy and all the rules, and like sometimes they're like, "Oh, you need five years' experience to work in this role, but like if somebody recommends you, they can bypass all of that if if you have a great recommendation. That would be my tip network network network
0: what's the best thing about being an entrepreneur, and then what's the worst thing you think?
1: The best thing about being an entrepreneur would just be the ability to control my own schedule um like there's no nine to five. I can work eight to three. I can work sometimes I'm a, I'm like a, I work up, I wake up very early. So sometimes I'll wake up at like 5.00 AM and I can, I know it's weird, but like I can work 5.00 AM to 1.00 PM and then not work for the rest of the day. Right. Or I can work, I can start work at 2.00 PM. Like there's really no, um, there's no limits to when I can work. I will say the most challenging thing is you're doing every function by yourself, you know? So if you don't know anything about accounting, I'm doing my own invoices, right? I'm, I'm doing that sort of stuff. So, and I have a huge firm that I was working with before. Obviously I had nothing to do with accounting, nothing to do with finance, nothing to do. I was just focused on marketing, but here you're basically doing all of the functions by yourself. I think it's fun because you're able to learn a lot, but it's not for the like faint of heart. It's not something that's very easy. It, uh, it definitely is a learning curve. Yeah, I love the freedom that comes with it, especially when it comes to traveling. I can work from anywhere, I create content from any country in the world and still be successful. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you have like any, I guess, like current travel plans to kind of like travel and like work from wherever?
1: Yeah. So I'll be in Atlanta in like a th- I think next month. So I'll be there. And then I'm also going to Mexico for my friend's wedding next year. So yeah, I do have plans to travel and I might go to Ghana actually in December. My my cousin's getting married there. So yeah, lots of travel plans. And, you know, I don't know about in the States, but uh, in Canada, we get three to four weeks of vacation a year. So I've already used all of that when I was working. So if I wanted to go to my cousin's wedding, I, I would have to like take uh, unpaid time off which is not ideal so now I can get paid and take time off which is great
0: I love it if you happen to have time while you're in Atlanta we should definitely link up because that is Wait, are you
1: for Atlanta? yeah I am oh I didn't know that <laughs> yes okay I'll, I'll send you my my travel itinerary okay <laughs> yes yes we have to meet
0: up for sure but no I like absolutely love that I feel like I don't know. I feel like in the year 2021, like if you're able to do all of your work from a laptop and Wi Fi, there's no need for you to be in the office. Like all of these meetings and everything, like they can be done via Zoom or a phone call. Like I don't need to be sitting in an office. You know what I mean? So I I, I just love that you have that freedom.
1: Yeah. And some companies say that they're like, they they like remote work and whatever but when it comes to it they don't want you to work outside of your like your state or your province a lot of times so it's it's kind of limiting so I like the freedom mm-hmm. of entrepreneurship
0: no for sure um I do this question did just pop into my head and it's in regards to your home like being a homeowner um mm-hmm. What led you because I feel like sometimes home ownership, you kind of feel like, okay, like I'm buying this house now, I'm bound to this house in order to like, you know, make a return on my investment. So was like buying a home like a really big deal for you? Or did you just figure like, okay, well, this is just like, you know, next step and it's what I have to do?
1: Uh, for me, I wasn't even thinking of buying a home, to be honest. I was just like, I so I was 20. Two at the time when I uh started looking for a home and oh my-, my
0: I can't I'm like blown away at 22 I literally no idea that's crazy
1: yeah so I was 22 uh, I'm I was just showing my dad like oh my gosh look Shopify has like grown in my portfolio by so much so I bought Shopify when it was like two hundred dollars or something and that and then it grew to like nine hundred or eight hundred or maybe a thousand at the time so I was like dad look like I have so much money in my in my account and he's like okay next thing you should do is buy a house and I was like um no like (laughs) I want this to stay in my account I I don't want to lose my money he's like it's not losing your money it's um putting it in another investment I was like okay. So then we start, um, I got my realtor to basically show me around places. And then I was like, Hmm, this is a big, like, this is a b- pretty big commitment. So he basically taught me about pre-construction properties where basically it's not built yet. You build the plan of the property and then you put money down and then it will maybe close in a year or a year and a half or two years. And then that gives you a lot of time to save up for the house. So that's what I did. So on my 20, when once I turned 23, I put down uh, $10,000 for the deposit and then a year and a half a year later it closed and then I had to put down the rest of the money so it wasn't it didn't seem like a big deal to me I don't know why my friends were like oh my gosh you're buying a house like that's I don't know it didn't seem like a big deal but today actually I saw that the property is selling for three hundred thousand dollars more than I bought it yeah someone on my street who has an identical property just sold it for three hundred thousand dollars more. And I closed on it in May 2020. Right. So I was like, this is this is a a great that's the best investment I could ever I could have ever invested in. Oh, my gosh.
0: That is wild. Wow. Like kudos to your dad for kind of like guiding you and kudos to you for having like. I don't know, like the wisdom, the mindset to be like. I don't know if I want to do this, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. It seems you know, it seems like a good thing. And that's crazy. Wow. I feel like you're just gonna be like if you aren't already, just like be a millionaire by like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yes. And one thing another I just want to add that it is I rent the property out. So I don't actually live there right now. So it's good because I'm it wasn't like a huge deal because I'm like, oh, I don't have to move from my comfortable, like because I live in the city, right? Versus my house is like an hour and a half outside the city where there isn't isn't very diverse I didn't really want to live there anyway so it's like it's a it's an investment property solely yeah
0: wow I am I am like in awe that is amazing so do your friends like come to you for like their financial advice are they like Renny like I need help like help help me get my financial life together
1: Yes, they did. And I'm like, guys, I've been telling you this since I was like 18. Like, come on, guys, we could have all made this much money. But yeah, a lot of them come to me about um, investing and things like that. So I definitely helped them out. But that's also why I just created the YouTube channel, because I was like a lot. I'm sure if my friends have these questions, a, a lot of other people have these questions as well.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that it's always good. Like I'm happy now that like the financial space is becoming more diverse. So we definitely need like more voices like yours like people who are just like so young and like are doing big things. Like it definitely like is inspiring because it's like, okay, if Rennie is, do- if Rennie's doing it, like I can do it too, you know? Mm-hmm. So love that.
1: And I would say a lot of the content that I saw as well was U.S. based content none no canadian content or it's like if it's canadian it's like a a white man so you don't really see yourself represented in the content so that's another reason why i started i was like i can be a black woman in this all white space and like um let people have some representation in in the space
0: no for sure this is another uh question that has popped into my head like do you notice like as far as like finances go like is there something that like maybe like Canadians do differently that like Americans don't or like just like with our, our spending habits, like are like Americans like are we just more like carefree with our money? Like like have you noticed
1: anything? I don't know. I I, I don't know if I've noticed anything except for that Americans are in a lot more debt than Canadians. <laughs> but I think that's because of like this the cost of going to post secondary education in the states. Like our post-secondary education, my tuition was like 7K a year or something. Whereas yours is like how much? How much would yours be?
0: Oh my gosh. Well it just depends like if you're doing like room and board and all that stuff. But yeah. it's like it could be like 15 K, 20K, it could just be so expensive depending on like what school you go to.
1: Exactly. So I think Canadians are often a, in a much better position just starting off from graduating just because like, our debt is nowhere near that unless you're an international student who's studying in in Canada then their tuition's like 20k a year as well so that's a little pricey uh but yeah that's that's the one difference that I noticed between Canadians and Americans Americans are like I'm on this debt I think you too like you're on this debt repayment journey <laughs> and you're like I just paid off um uh how much were $48,000 right yeah <laughs> Yeah. And for us, uh, most people are like $20,000 or 48,000 will be like their two degrees that they did. So, yeah, it's it's (laughs) it's a it's a lot. Yeah, it's that's the big, biggest difference that I notice.
0: Wow. I freaking wish I can't I'm I've always been like okay when I graduate I'm gonna go back to school and get my master's I'm like absolutely not I'm like you cannot pay me enough to go back and get my master's like I am not going back into debt only (laughs) only way I'll get my master's is if someone pays for it for me but other than that I'm not going
1: (laughs) that's funny because I even say that and I'm like our our tuition's so much lower but I'm like there's literally no way I'm going into (laughs) going uh, into debt to go to school there's no way absolutely
0: no way So as we wrap up this conversation, I do have one last question for you.
1: Um,
0: What is the best piece of money advice you've learned this year?
1: I guess- I learned a lot about mortgages and how you can refinance your mortgage. So basically take out the equity that's in your property. So that was like a mind blowing, like piece of advice that I learned that you don't have to sell your property in order to get the gains out of your property. So basically my property is about $340,000. That's what I paid for it. But the value right now is about $650,000. So I could go to the bank and say, Hey, this $300,000 extra, I need to get a, like, I'm just simplifying it, but like I can take that three hundred thousand dollars out and then buy another property with that money. So that was a game changing piece of advice because, as I said, I kind I want to live in the city when I. Uh, buy a house here. I want to live in the city. So knowing that I don't have to sell my other property in order to live in the city is something that was like, oh, like this is game changing. I thought I would have had to sell my, my assets so that can keep growing and I can buy a property in the city. So yeah, that's something that excites. Uh, That was the best piece of advice that I learned.
0: Awesome. Well, where can the people find you? Like where can they watch you on YouTube, follow you along on like Instagram and like all the things.
1: Yes. So you can find me at xo XOReni, that's X-O-R-E-N-I, on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Twitter, Those and TikTok, actually. <laughs> and TikTok is X-O-X-O-Reni. And again, I create content around financial literacy, career development, and then just lifestyle.